campers and welcome to Camp Cryptid. We're your hosts, Lou Stardust and Erica Fett. What's up, you cool coyotes? Oh, man. So I've been like, now that you say this, the past few days, every time we go to walk the dogs, Logan's like, this is coyote poop. And he thinks he's some kind of like wilderness explorer or whatever. No, I love that. <laughs> it, ma- it makes me think of you every time because we've talked about your coyote story on here, but it always makes me think of you when I see you. Oh, my. Okay. So, rem- okay. So literally, okay. Another coyote story. <laughs> so just this week I was driving and there was this field and there was like this cute coyote just sitting in the middle of it. I was like, this is a busy road. I need to go like shoo him away because basically like I can't be having this coyote like run across the street and get hit because they would just devastate me but jay wouldn't let me out of the car because he's like it's way too and i'm like literally getting mad at this point i'm like just let me off here i'll literally walk down the he's like erica you will literally get hit and i'm like no but moral of the story the coyote was fine chilling in the field and you know i just am attracted to going to help coyotes for some reason i don't know That's that's your maybe your that's your calling. You're the coyote lady, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so they may be more likely to rip my throat out. It's you know, that's a chance I'll take. They're like dogs, you know. There's a place in Jersey that is a wolf and wolf dog sanctuary. Um, and they have like a cross coyote one that's there. And you can hear him his howl is super different than the other ones. That's pretty cool. Oh my god, I love him already. Uh, yes, but it's not a coyote episode where we're going off about coyotes. Unfortunately. <laughs> this happens every episode. We go off about something else. Uh, but today we are talking about urban legends. Uh, if you're familiar with our podcast, I think the second episode we did was uh, about urban legends. So we're back here to talk about it again. Last time we talked about a lot of Weird and Jay stuff like the Devil's Tree, 13 Bumps, the Jersey Devil. We talked about Crybaby Bridges, uh, weird things with dinosaurs, Air Force bases, Amityville Horror, a bunch of different stuff um including bloody mary a classic so we have some new ones today oh, that love I'm it stoked about. i'm pumped um i don't know where you want to start but while i was researching i found something that i thought you would love and uh this is also a new jersey lore that i never heard about until today which is the big red eye have you ever heard of this no tell me more okay <laughs> so it's very much like bigfoot Uh, There has been sightings in the northwest corner of the state, so like Sussex County of New Jersey, and it's described as a large bipedal creature covered with long hair from head to toe, so very much like a Bigfoot. Um, There has been like various stories for people um, who said that they heard like various like moaning coming from it. Oh, um, very. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not like spicy moaning, (laughs) just like moaning and like things in the woods. Um, I was like, there's a lot of different types of moaning. Like (laughs) there is. It's a spicy Bigfoot. I love that. But the most noticeable feature that everybody said is these big glowing red eyes. It calls back to uh, 1996, they were saying that it was spotted. There's also in 1975, a forest ranger uh, encountered a creature about eight feet tall with big red eyes. So there's always been this like historical thing. I'm surprised I haven't heard of it. walking around that is very similar to a Bigfoot in its structure. So I wonder if it's, you know, maybe like a variant of a Bigfoot yeah. or like a cousin of a Bigfoot. So I mean, I you hear about really like fun. all like the Yetis and like the skunk apes and they, they like mm-hmm. variations have like different fur, or different colors and stuff like that. So that is really cool. I am pumped mm-hmm. to add that one to the Bigfoot archive. So I, um, someone sent me like a little thing on the Dover Demon which is um, also like a cryptid urban legend. And I think that that one will probably like get like a full episode, but I just wanted to mention it. But basically this thing was spotted in the seventies and basically um, it kind of resembled like uh, like uh, this weird like 
four foot tall type of like humanoid with like long tendril like fingers is what they said with like a big ass head um so like there's like a lot of um people who say it could have been a hoax there's a lot of people who say that it was legit like there was tons of people who saw it other than the main people that uh the first experience but yeah the dover demon was uh, a pretty cool one that i uh definitely feel like we should dive into for a full episode because then there's like some people who say that it could be like those uh the the mummies that were found down in um south america that look very very similar so i'm like this one might be one we have to add to the um the to-do list but the dover demon is my first cryptid urban legend yeah basically these people were just basically in their car driving around and there's just like little freaky looking alien type thing that ran out in front of them and they said it had like these long tendril like fingers and was like just very weird looking and when they drew the pictures i just kind of wanted to laugh because i was like oh god they make these things look so corny and so bad but hey it's still a mystery on if exists exists so i feel like that definitely deserves like a, a cryptid a whole cryptid episode i'll i'll take a a weird thing any day yeah like if it isn't Especially, like, when it's, like, could it exist? I know you said there's not really, like, full evidence of that, but I don't know. I think it's always interesting to me. This world is, like, this universe in general is way too big for there not to be other things. Like, we say that with aliens all the time, but why couldn't there be cryptids or things that live in weird spots? Yeah, that we just haven't seen, you know? I mean, they're out there more than we are, I feel like. We're inside, like, you know, watching the boys, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know I I'm addicted. It's fine. That that's that's another that's another story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of the boys. So when Erica was visiting me a few years ago in Jersey, we were talking about going to Centralia. We didn't have the uh, experience, but it's still something we'd like to go check out. Uh, and you may or may not be familiar with it because it's what Silent Hill is based on. Um, it's a small city in Columbia City, Pennsylvania, and it's pretty much a ghost town with a very small population. Uh, I looked it up and it said in 2020 there was five residents total. Um, there was as many as like a thousand people and I think they left with, within like 2017 or something like that. Um, but this is a very well-known spot because there was coal mine fires that happened back in 1962 and analysis kind of disagree on the actual cause of the fire and when it started um but in may 1962 the centralia borough council hired five miners to go from the volunteer fire to from the volunteer fire company to clean up the landfill uh located in the bandage strip mine and the firefighters had done as they had done in in previous years and set the dump on fire and let it burn for some time but unlike those previous years the fire wouldn't fully extinguish and it had an unsealed opening uh in the pit that allowed the fire to enter sort of like a labyrinth of an abandoned coal mines beneath centralia so this fire has been burning since then it's like continuously burning it's not like anything dangerous like people are still able to live there like i said there's five people there it's not a huge population uh because it is a ghost town but yeah that's that was a lot of stuff happening. yeah it's 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 really cool because i just imagine if we go like you just walk and then there's like like uh like the road like splits and then there's like lava coming up or so you know what i mean something like random but like yeah they they say that they've tried to like pour water down there but mm -hmm. like they honestly don't know when it's ever gonna stop burning under the city which is no. really really crazy to think about but, but you can see that there are splits in the road and there's almost like that like um 
the smoke kind of coming out yeah the steam's coming out of the ground and a lot of it is like um spray painted like people kind of spray painted all over the ground so it's not as spooky and ominous as you would think um yeah but yeah it's definitely a interesting town that it has been referenced a lot for various um books and legends and stuff um they said in 1979 they became aware of how large scale the problem was when a gas station owner uh put a dipstick into one of the underground tanks to check the fuel level and when he took it out it was very hot and he looked at the temperature and it was 172 fahrenheit so it was like obviously an issue still going on Mm. um and in february 1981 there was a 12 year old resident named todd who fell into a sinkhole that suddenly opened beneath his feet in his backyard and his brother or i'm sorry his cousin uh 14 year old eric wolfgang pulled him out of the hole and saved his life uh but there was a hot steam billowing from the hole and was tested and found to have a lethal level of carbon monoxide so um again like this is the 80s it's been burning for a while but it's definitely not like the most unsafe place but it's definitely not the safest place to be yes <laughs> um while this is like a like a fantastic like freak of nature kind of thing uh, a lot of people do believe that centralia might be the gateway to hell oh well i mean what's the girl's name samara or uh, what, what from what the ring name in that uh, oh um from oh god silent hill oh, silent i just hill. watched it the other day what is this little girl alessa alessa right alessa yeah, yeah, yeah that's alessa. her yep. yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh there yep. it is yep uh, spooky little girl but yeah so i think it's interesting that they you know make this the point of uh the gateway to hell but when reading yeah. centralia stuff it reminded me in new jersey there is an area in um clifton where that's like supposed to be also the gateway to hell uh it's called the gates of hell and it's this weird tunnel that of course is very dark because it's like a long huge tunnel tunnel that's pitch black um yeah there's apparently seven layers to the tunnel meaning the deeper you go the deeper you're closer to the devil himself um i was like as above so below yeah, type yeah, shit it's love very that much yeah like that. i've never been there i've always heard about it as a kid and like it was always called the gates of hell um people have said deep dark People have said deep inside the dark tunnel, um, they've heard strange knocking sounds. That's probably been the most common thing is like knocking. Um, There's been stories of people who have heard that, freaked out, ran away, uh, and weren't sure what they heard. But uh, the knocking seems to be most prominent. Uh, There's another person who said if you knock on the railroad tiles, I'm sorry, if you knock on the railroad above the entrance in groups of three, you'll hear a loud horn sound within the tunnel. Um, people have said they've heard it on occasion and they've seen rocks hurling themselves out of the tunnel with no visible person inside. Uh, there's also stories of a small human shaped figure running out of the tunnel. So uh, with a superhuman speed, <laughs> I like to think it's like maybe like little imps or something just kind of like messing <laughs> yeah. around and creating noise is like what I would yeah. think of it. But I don't know I what actually that. would reside in here. Um one of the things that's have like, you seen the new VHS with like the rat guy? You're reading my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the most yeah. disappointing thing to me is that it was not a true story because that was based in Ohio, correct? Oh, it was Westerville, like yeah. literally like 15 minutes where I am, and you know my ass was like literally i was looking up stuff mm-hmm. about ratma and, and westerville like okay is this a real no it's not real so unfortunately vhs so. <laughs> is one of those like found footage horror movies that um is like an anthology like there's multiple stories to it they're great the third one was really really good especially the ratma yeah. that we're talking about you should just watch that alone i thought that was like fantastically done oh, so good. really cool yes. it would be a great urban legend i wish it was true because i think it's fantastic oh. 
Uh-huh. I was so excited when I saw it was in Westerville. I was like, oh my God, that is 15 minutes away from me. I have to find out. <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite cool. So I would definitely recommend checking yeah. that out too. The gates to hell, man. New Jersey is just full of so much crazy stuff and it's got such a crazy expensive history. So it's like, it's so cool. Like New Jersey just has so much going on. Well, we're one of the first states. Yeah. What is it like? We're the 13th? No, something. I don't know. We're something. Yeah, I don't know history. We're 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 some of the first states. One of the thirteen colonies. Yeah, I think we're something like that. That sounds right. Um, I don't know. I don't know history. You know history. <laughs> Fact check. Um, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. It's we're all here now. But what I love about them is like we've talked about them time and time again. Is they do books for every state. So if you're wondering what kind of lore you have in there, like they only do the Weird NJ website. But if you look in your Barnes and Noble or whatever, they'll have like a weird usa and it's stuff throughout the u.s or they'll do one for each state like i have a weird virginia one downstairs um Love and that. so it's really cool to see like stories and things that have been submitted weird nj is cool too because sometimes they'll update their stories from years ago and they take the viewer submitted stuff and you can you know hear what people have said about multiple legends and i i think it's really yeah. cool so dude i love that yeah love that well, my next little urban legend comes out of Maryland, which is literally not too far from New Jersey. So it's pretty close in that vicinity. Um, and this one kind of um, led me on a, like, I would say like a deep rabbit hole dive for like three days solid where it was just like I was nothing but like on newspapers.com doing stuff. But I watched this movie called Butterfly Kisses. And basically, I think it came out in like 2018. And it's basically like a faux documentary movie about kind of like an actual urban legend uh, in a town called Ellicott, Maryland, which is kind of right outside of, I want to say like Baltimore-ish. But Ellicott is a smaller city. Uh, It's just like a little suburb, like I said. But the cool thing about Ellicott is it's the uh, area, it's the town where the first, like the oldest train station in the United States is. So like... It was, uh, it's got the oldest train station that you can still visit to this day. Um, and the cool thing is the B&O Railroad, if you are a Monopoly fan, that's where the B&O Railroad kind of ran through. So, um, the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad. Uh, so that was pretty cool. But, uh, due to that being built in the 1830s, the B&O Railroad, uh, there have been a lot of weird things and a lot of weird incidents that have come out of this Ellicott. And one of them is basically what this Butterfly Kisses movie is based on. Um, so basically this movie is about, uh, this tunnel in Ellicott that actually exists where if you stand and you, um, basically look through the tunnel for an hour and some people say it's from like 11 to 12 but a lot of people say it's like 12 to 1 p like at night um if you stare through the tunnel without blinking you'll start to see uh this it's called like a flicker geist like peeping tom um they, they have like a couple of their names for him but he pops up at the end of the tunnel and the idea that with this this cryptid urban legend monster type thing is that every time you blink, he gets closer. So the idea kind of comes from like, you know, like if you see something out of the corner of your eye, like uh, like a shadow figure or something, that's kind of what this is. And the idea is that when you actually like basically like look for him for an hour, he actually appears. Um a lot of people say that the legend ends that when he gets close enough to you, you basically die like heart failure. You die. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, like it was honestly a pretty good movie for it being like a faux documentary, but like there's like some like truth to it with the urban legend. Um, 
which kind of sent me down this spiral of Ellicott, right? So basically this peeping Tom guy was supposed to be, um, he was basically hit by one of the, the railway, uh, the, the, the freight trains that was going through the B&O railroad through that tunnel. And basically he was supposed to be a blind man who was hit. Uh, well, his soul just ended up staying in the area in that tunnel and haunting it. So that's where he kind of like decided to kind of like haunt. Uh, but this town, when I got done with that documentary, I was like, okay, like, let's see what, what's going on with this, right? Ellicott is actually like marketed as one of the most haunted cities in the United States, right? I had no idea. Ellicott, Maryland has like a ton of things that have happened. And so this is what sent me down an entire spiral. So I caught to thinking, okay, well, let me see if I can find the information on um, this guy's death. Well, I couldn't find anything on like a blind man. I found a ton of things on someone who was deaf. I found a ton of things about like mysterious deaths and like crazy like disasters that have happened in the area. And so here's where I go crazy because there is like literally the people in the city are downplaying the amount that this place is haunted. Okay. So like I said, I was on newspapers.com looking through like any type of thing I could find on Ellicott and someone dying on the railroad tracks and bro, this place is like cursed. Okay. So Ellicott city was founded in 1772 by three Quaker brothers, right? It does have the oldest train station in the United States. Um, it was the first leg of the B&O Railroad. Uh, geographically, it's also built on granite and granite composites, which, uh, which a lot of mediums say allows for spiritual energy, right? So um, after it was founded in 17, uh, 1772, it was plagued by massive disastrous floods. And uh, the most recent flood was in 2016. The earliest one that we have recorded in that area is 1786. I'm telling you, this place has been flooded like 15 times, like massively. Yeah. Okay. So after that, there is a giant flood in 1868, uh, 1868, which caused the death of 48 or 43 people in this, in this town. Um, in 1896, an old spruce, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in 1896, an old spruce tree in the middle of Ellicott city burial ground, uh, it was uprooted during a fierce storm and upturned, uh, and the upturned roots exposed the interior of one of the graves of Nathaniel Ellicott, who was buried there in 1841. Then another tree during that same storm knocked down a graveyard wall that was built by one of the prominent citizens of Ellicott, Thomas H. Hunt, who replaced that wall years before. So the, the graveyard was, was just upturned. After that, in 1906, a hailstorm killed five cattle. Then after that, in 1907, the town was in a frenzy when rumors of a child murderer spread across town. The police dug up what they thought was to be 54 bodies buried in boxes by a worker of Rock Hill College that was a local college in Ellicott. Um, while the police opened these boxes of what they thought to be um, basically children, the worker, Oliver Brown, who basically said that he buried these children, he would throw himself in like a frenzy and start screaming and he would grab the bodies from the police and rip them apart. So just rip right. them. Wait, okay. Yeah. So he would take these bodies from the police and rip the bodies. And basically they were like, what is going on? So when investigators basically analyzed what was supposed to be the bodies, it was actually, he made human shaped bodies out of pig fat and used actual human hair on all of these bodies. So 
Bro, people think it was voodoo. They think he was doing voodoo on the town inhabitants. I mean, that yeah. makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, remember when we went to the the voodoo museum and we like put our hair up before we went in there? We were like, yeah. <laughs> we were like, all right, yeah. we're keeping this shit fucking tucked away. Yeah, yeah. So that's just another incident that happened in this town. Okay, so after that, in 1908, a year later, a hundred people fell from one story to another story in the courtroom when basically uh, like a balcony collapsed, right? So that's another thing. Uh, Seven years later, a fire destroyed six buildings along their main street, including completely destroying their post office. Uh, Two years after that, there was a typhoid epidemic in 1917, which after a month killed their most prominent reverend in town and contaminated the only city's drinking source. Uh, in 1923, there was another fire that basically, uh, tore through that college that I was talking about, that Rock Hill College. Um, in 1941, there was another fire that caused absolute destruction in a donut factory that was the main source of, like, revenue for the entire city. So it caused, like, a huge problem in the city. Um, two more fires happened in 1965 and in 1968. Um, so this place is, is, is plagued by, by disaster after disaster. We're talking fire, floods, and then don't even get me on the mysterious deaths. I've literally got like 15 people here that have mysteriously died, like with weird, weird, weird circumstances, like where one guy, basically, one of my favorites was in 1950, uh, 1915, the salesman named Frank Curran, who was born in Ellicott, but he moved to Washington, Washington, basically. He was found basically at the bottom of a pit that fell 75 feet. And when his family and, and, and Ellicott was told that it was him, they were surprised because they hadn't seen him in over two weeks. And then when basically they told his, his employer that he was found at the bottom of his pit, the guy was like, there's no way he would have killed himself because I literally just basically had dinner with him and his wife. They were doing great. Like uh, he was like basically about to get a promotion. Like there's no way. So it was a mysterious death. Like no one knows how he died in this pit. There were people who were like, uh, there were two instances like of poisoning where someone was poisoning uh, beer. Another person was poisoning the water in a local like Airbnb type of thing in the town. Um, And then you get into the railroad disasters. That's where you get really crazy, where you literally in this town, uh, all of this is happening in this town. And let me just tell you, by the way, I checked the census. We're talking all of these disasters and all of these mysterious deaths for a town that had a population of from 1890 to 1910, 1100 to 1488 people. So you've got literally all of these crazy, crazy stories of all of these weird events happening, basically. Yeah, it's just um, like, it's like a, almost like a Bermuda Triangle. Like it's like a a, yeah. lo- a specific thing where everything keeps happening in that area where it's just history. It is, it is. I mean, I was just going nuts because I was finding thing after thing after, like there's literally like people who died in explosions in that tunnel, like where basically when they were trying to make it, the tunnel collapsed. Um, one cool thing, Babe Ruth was married in the Ellicott Church in 1914. And then after that, his career took off. I don't know. Maybe there's some witchcraft. Maybe there's some. Um, Another weird thing that I did find, though, is um, so there's a seminary in that town, right? So it's called St. Mary's. And basically, um, they think that it closed due to, one, the priest was murdering girls from a nearby girls' school. 
That just yeah. gave me shudder. Sorry. <laughs> or the priests killed nuns. Or there's a third urban legend that the nuns were possessed by demons and basically killed people in it. And now all that's left after a mysterious fire on Halloween of 1997 of this entire seminary is the altar and the cross. And that sits right across from this tunnel that is supposedly where the peeping Tom monster is. Gee, this is like the, this is crazy. I'm telling you, like if anybody from Maryland is listening to this, y'all are downplaying the amount that this town Ellicott is haunted. I'm telling you right now, I can, I literally, I have everything on my news. I will literally post everything and people, if you get time and you want to look, there is some weird stuff going on in this town. I, I literally didn't even touch the surface of some of these weird things, but, um, yeah, it's uh, so now the seminary, the altar is called Hell House, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, this uh, this basically like if you want to check it out, the 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 documentary, the faux documentary is called Butterfly Kisses, but it does talk about the actual urban legend of the peeping tom slash flicker geist. Um, at the end of Ilchester Tunnel is what this tunnel is called. Um, I'll make sure to post a picture in our subreddit. Um, I will try my best to compile all of my information of weird stuff going on in this area. I just had to throw out that it was barely populated for all these people to like, dude, there's like four instances of people dying within a week of paralysis. Like what is the likelihood for all those people there? And it's like a small population too, right? Yes. Very small population of people. We're talking at most 1500 people in this town from during these years where literally. So just for example, I just try to look it up to see if there's like any weird ghost things or like any weird, just like things. And it's like, flooding 2016 2018 2021 2020 like it just floods all the time yeah uh and then there's like a bunch of weird like stuff with the church like in there so i'm very like there doesn't seem to be like it's not like what's what's their name the guys that we like that go on ghost hunts um ryan and shane it's not oh we love them yes but i'm just saying like where where's where's the people like just checking out this weird town yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I honestly think Ellicott, I think it's one of the most haunted places. I, I'm telling you from all these weird things that I've read. I mean, I'm reading like news articles from like 1830 and up. And I'm telling you, there are just, for this being such a small populated area, there just had to be some catalyst to it being this, um, this weird. I, I'm like, I kind of want to go but i also like this shit looks super fucking haunted so i don't know about that i kind of think we should because honestly it looks like a really cute little like town like in maryland it's really cute like um i mean we could go visit the oldest rail station man like (laughs) trains yeah ellicott city ellicott city but yeah um Ilchester or Ilchester Tunnel is this tunnel that supposedly has the peeping tom. Um, there are a couple other urban legends in the area too, like a place called Heartbeat Bridge, and there's also another another tunnel that's called Pawpaw Tunnel. I want to say it's like P A W P A W, and that's supposedly really haunted too. But this entire Ellicott, man, I'm telling you, if you are a ghost lover, go to Ellicott. I'm hyping that city up from yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fucking hype man, number one hype man, Ellicott. <laughs> I mean, if you get anything else, I think keeping up with it on Reddit is super cool. If anybody else has any weird story, I, I don't imagine people have stories that you haven't mentioned today because there's so much with it. Yeah. Um, but if anybody has been there or if you live in there, that would be super Ugh. cool to hear about. Yeah, I would love to. If anybody is from around Baltimore, the Ellicott area um, in Maryland, please like oh, I am. I am like literally I'm dying to hear more about this Ellicott because I. 
Honestly, like I said, I've been spending the last three days literally just going through article after article after article trying to find like what history like or if there's any dark history. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll keep you all updated on that because this town has got me intrigued. And I, I honestly, I would love for y'all to go out and like do your own little like investigation, too, because maybe I'll find some good shit on this mm-hmm. place because. Ellicott's where it's at for ghosts. I've been trying to find a lot of stuff in Connecticut, too. Um, now that I moved here, because, again, I do so much New Jersey stuff. I haven't seen too much. Um, we've mentioned that the, you know, Warren's had an occult museum here. Yeah. Uh, that's where a lot of the local legends reside is is with that. So yeah. I'm hoping to find some more stuff. Because a lot of it's, like, haunted um, buildings, mostly. Not too much, like, phantom stuff. Yeah. Is which... the Conjuring, isn't the, like, house that the Conjuring is based off in Connecticut? Is that uh, I think so. I think we're looking it up. I think so. Yeah. And I know obviously there's like a haunting in Connecticut. Like there's definitely yeah. Like oh, s- yeah. stuff that's <laughs> happened here too. Um, but that's like my next on my to-do list. So if anybody knows anything about Connecticut, feel free to send it our way because I want to find all the spooky stuff that's here. With that being said too, we had a few emails um, from a couple different campers who have a bit of urban legend stuff that they wanted to share with us. So the first one's from Dean. And these are kind of long, so we'll we'll get right into it. Dean previously listened to our Urban Legends stories, and he says the main story that he has starts in Carolina, St. Demon House in Gary, Indiana, which is about 25 minutes away from his hometown. Uh, There was actually a two-episode special from Zach Baggins on this house as he bought it to be able to investigate it. Is that the guy that has a thing in Vegas? I think so. Okay, I, to, to be able to just to buy a haunted house just to investigate it, bro. Like, okay. must be cool. Must yeah. be cool. Feel free to invite us <laughs> next time, Zach. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so uh, this was originally an alternate route connecting the two towns in the area, but it's now closed to vehicle traffic and technically foot traffic. There's barricades and signs stating to stay away. The road was built in the early 1900s, but didn't see much traffic till the 70s. And it turned into a drug haven due to its isolated location. The roads wind through wooded areas, which is pretty creepy looking even during the day. The lore behind the road starts with a lady by the name of Elizabeth Wilson who wrecked her car in the swamp alongside the road and drowned. There's been multiple reports of people seeing her ghost along the road where she's wrecked attempting to hitchhike. And if you stop and pick her up and then pass by a nearby cemetery where she was buried, she disappears from your car. Another bit of lore surrounding the road is that if you walk the road in the right direction and look off to the sides of the road, you'll see an old church from the early 1900s, but if you try to walk up to it, it disappears. The area was also supposedly used by the mob in the 20s and 30s to dump bodies. I personally haven't ever experienced anything while in the area, but it has been very negative feelings surrounding it. Ooh. Um, and then Dean has another bit of a story, um, which takes place in Washington in the Northern State Hospital. Uh, this was opened in 1912 as a mental hospital and remained in operation until 1973. The events of this one, uh, the events of the movie <laughs> One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest were loosely based on the uh, actuality that took place at this hospital. Uh, the treatment of the patients was pretty pretty brutal and there was an on-site cemetery that moved multiple times during its operations. Nobody knows where the bodies are buried. Now there's a job corp center and slash a drug alcohol rehab clinic and a mental health facility there. Uh, he worked at the job center as a security for just over a year. I was patrolling the grounds one night on foot and my girlfriend who worked there and still does was patrolling the grounds on vehicle. We were opposite sides of the campus and I heard a voice screaming what sounded like my name. The voice sounded just like hers, and then I texted and asked her where she was, 
and if she just yelled. She told me she didn't and was on the complete opposite side of the campus, which covers about 60 acres of land. She had also experienced seeing apparitions in the dorms where she works. She was walking down the hall from her office, checking on something, and reported seeing someone on the corner of her eye standing at the locked office door. When she turned to tell them to wait a minute, she would be right there, the apparition disappeared. There's plenty more similar stories of the area last 50 years or so of people seeing and hearing things. So, Dean has had some experiences. Dang, yeah. Um, I love that first story from Indiana where it's uh, very much like the hitchhiker goes in yes. your car and then yes. once you get to her destination which is her cemetery she just dips yes. um very sad story that you know she passed that way but i think that's really interesting yeah but also yeah. it's 2022 who's picking up hitchhikers these days people <laughs> all the time i see there's I, I got a couple people on facebook who say that they pick up hitchhikers and like my one friend back when i was in virginia would be like oh yeah like i saw this guy he was waiting on the rain so i gave him a ride home i'm like what I mean, like, listen, I think I just watched way too many movies where you get the guy in the car and then he immediately puts a gun to your face and I'm Texas like... Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre, like literally every... It, it's just like you could do the good deed, but you could do the good deed in a way that's like safe. And I feel like hitchhiking could be so dangerous. Like, let and, me call you an Uber, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'll call you an Uber for sure. And it, it's like, it's scary. Yeah. It couldn't be me. I mean, listen, to those good hitchhikers and the good people out there, good for y'all, but... I see all the time, too, people who do, like, um, I think it's called the PCG trails. Like, they do, like, the, the hiking from, like, L.A. to Mexico, wherever they go. Yeah. Um, there's people who will, like, leave their phone number at, like, rest stop areas or wherever it may be where the hikers, like, rest and say, oh, um here's our number we'll give you a transport just let us know if you need us to pick you up and they'll pick up people and some of them are just normal people that are willing to do it or like previous people who used to hike yeah. but then there's also a list of like don't ride with this person they try to solicit uh, this and uh, it's like really weird so i mean there's still a chance of like this happening to people because yeah. people still do it couldn't be me but they're still doing it and you get all yeah. the van lifers there's definitely somebody willing to you know i mean yeah i mean i, I y'all saw what happened to the hitchhikers in texas chainsaw massacre like, yeah <laughs> i tried to do that no but so what do, what do you think about these stories oh i think they're crazy my favorite one was the um about the bodies being dumped because it reminds me of las vegas and that lake yep. now and bodies just being dumped by people yeah because you were saying that like the water is all just like, like there's bodies from the mobsters what were you saying about it because you told me that so in las vegas their lake mead has just basically been kind of like going through a drought but the problem is is when these water levels are getting super low they're starting to find people like that were thrown out of vegas for obviously like probably not paying like their bodies stuffed in barrels out in this lake that's like alarming too because it's like i guess they're in barrels and stuff but what if you just like what if they've just been in the water you know it's like very dexter yes i'm just sitting here like oh god i wonder if there's ways for forensics to like figure out who they were because they're probably like super bloated with all the water and stuff oh god yeah um but i wonder like if there's any sort of cold cases that might be close i know it's like a lot of gangster stuff but i'm just curious as to what for sure yeah dude Vegas is kind of like that Wild West where it's like at one point it was just like feel like so crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I love these stories from Dean. I I think that it's really crazy. Like, and it's always interesting to me too. Like that these these like clinics and mental health facilities always have like experiences there, and I do think it's because like people are experiencing such highs and such lows of energy that like I feel like the energy just kind of like stays trapped there. Yeah. You know? 
makes sense especially with like history of abuse in those facilities it's like yeah yeah i think that's like also yeah. like when we went to the um the the prison that we went to that one room that had that weird energy was like where everybody was shoved and they were they were being abused in there it sounded like or there was a lot of like yeah. um, murders and like just it was like not a great space and you got that overall feeling so it makes sense if you've had an eerie feeling with with anything yeah i mean i feel like everybody can relate to that i mean everybody's had like the back of their like neck hair like stand-ups like even though people don't want to say that they believe in these things i feel like people are feeling these types of like phenomena so they have to realize that like 100%. there is something that we can't see you know what i mean um so there is one more story from jenny uh she says i'm originally from england but living in guam uh there's a story here of the tata mona chamaro people i'm trying my best to pronounce it correctly if i'm saying something wrong feel free to let me know um but they believe uh that they are spirits of ancient inhabitants believed to protect the mountains and wild places of the mariana islands which include uh luta sapien tinian and guam in micronesia we are told to always ask permission to enter jungles or hiking type trails if you don't ask permission they can cause misfortune to you while i don't have any personal accounts of the tata mona there are lots of interesting stories about them um despite the modernity of most uh tomorrows there is a healthy respect for uh tata mona it is thought if they are offended they can cause bad influences in a particular location or towards a particular person uh, Tatamona are believed to inhabit any secluded natural place on the island, particularly in the south of the island. Locals and traditional uh, Chamorros uh, claim that one must request permission from the Tatamona before entering the jungle or taking fruit or wood from it. Another enduring superstition is the dislike of pregnant women. Pregnant um, Chamorro women are often told to use perfume to mask their scent or wear their husband's clothing and to stay indoors at night to keep the Tatamorona away. It's described as being headless and malicious if their land is not respected. While some are said to be gentle spirits who aid local witch doctors called Surihanas, and uh, Tatamona have been known to pinch, bruise, imitate voices, and kidnap children for short periods of time. Uh, they also claim that they can become attached to certain people they like, making them ill, and only visit a surhana to make the spirit go away. So it seems like um, it's very much like like this is their native land. They just don't want to disrespect it. And as long as you um, ask for that permission or blessing to be in that space, you could do it unless you're pregnant. If you're pregnant, they don't fucking want you there, which is what I'm interested in. Why? They're like, how dare you repopulate this overpopulated planet, you bitch. <laughs> Yeah, like, why Why is it, like, what is the hate against pregnant people? I'm so intrigued by yeah, that. Yeah, that's, it, it reminds me of, like, the idea of Gaia. Yes. That, like, their mm -hmm. earth is alive and, like, um, that's very much what I feel like with that is, like. Yeah. Like, respecting earth is kind of, like. Maybe they just think, like, something about children because they kidnap children, too. Yeah, maybe they're just, like, nah, mm -mm, no kids. No kids. I thought that was a really uh, interesting legend. So thank you, Jenny, for sending that over to us. I'm super into, like, any specific, um, like, native lore. And, you know, obviously we have our own lore for our different states, but different countries is super interesting to me. Uh, so if anybody listening has any of those stories, please send them to us. No, I love that because, it, it, to me, I just think that, that it's so cool because it shows that everywhere in this world has, like, their own, like, little urban legends. It's just, like... It's so interesting getting to hear about it because I've never heard of that. So it's just like, 
Thanks, Jenny. We appreciate you. <laughs> so uh, if you have any cool urban legends in your local area or you know you've heard of any of these or you'd like to share your story with us, make sure to go to campcryptedpodcast.com. We have a little contact section where you can just write a little blurb to us and then um, we'll check it out. And then um, if you want to follow our subreddit as well, I try to like post and so does Lua. We try to post like things from our, uh, our episodes. Like if we're like, Oh, we have this link or something. We'll try to post those in our subreddit or post any cool pictures that we get of um, like any new pictures we take or any cool, like little cryptids we come across. So yeah, uh, you can go to the subreddit. It's just camp cryptid podcast, I believe super easy. So, uh, but yeah, go follow our subreddit pumped. <laughs> And while you're on CanCryptoPodcast.com, you can find all the different ways to listen to us. Uh, we have various ways. We're on Google Play. We have our episodes uploaded to YouTube as well as our first ghost hunt. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you'd like to leave us a review and let us know how we're doing, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, you can also submit your stories like Erica was kind of talking about through our contact section. So our website has all the ways to support us, to find us on social media, and just be interactive with our episodes. Uh, so yeah, check it out. And uh, while, with that being said, I think that is the end of today's episode. So we are your camp counselors signing off.